0: episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's A.R.E., Hi, and welcome back to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm Rachel Ann Dine, licensed professional counselor and host of Calm, Cool, and Connected. And I'm here today to talk a little bit about a very prevalent conversation and topic that affects one in three women and one in nine men. And I'm referring to domestic violence. So one in three women and one in nine men have experienced severe intimate partner violence, which often includes several different unhealthy and at times very fatal type interactions in their romantic relationship this can come in the form of stalking injury experience heightened levels of fearfulness PTSD and the use of victim services we know that abuse can come in many different forms and is often very slow and insidious process it doesn't just happen overnight it's progressive in nature and so the more information that you know the more empowered you can be to take action and just recognize any signs that could potentially be coming up. There are several different forms of different abuse that we want to highlight and discuss today. And so the first would be emotional abuse. There's also using isolation or intimidation, denying or blaming, economic abuse, physical abuse, and the use of coercion or threats. So we know that emotional abuse often involves name-calling, put-downs, even gaslighting, making you feel as if you're to blame for the perpetrator's abusive behavior. There's also using isolation, intimidation. That's where your partner may or may not break things in the home, punch holes in the wall, become destructive as a way to intimidate you. And it's all rooted in a need for control, denying and blaming that the Blaming you for the abuse that happened or denying that it even happened are also things that can often pop up. Sometimes abusive partners use your kids by threatening that you'll never see them again or making issues for you in terms of custody agreements. We also have economic abuse, which is a form of abuse that's not often talked about. And that's when a person will prevent you, your partner will prevent you from keeping a job, getting a job, seeking education so that you can further yourself in your career or income level, or making you ask for money. And that's in an attempt to infantilize you or make you feel even more hyper-dependent on the abusive partner. It's all rooted in psychological, just the need for control. Last but not least, abuse can manifest itself in... Both just physical nature, so that could be hitting, biting, hair pulling, shoving, pushing, and then coercion and threats. So threatening to leave you or threatening to commit suicide uh, if you leave them everything of that nature. So the other piece that I want to highlight is that most people who are perpetrators of abusive acts all follow the same manual. No one is fully unique in the ways that they demonstrate abuse. And in fact, abuse often files follows a cycle of abuse. So without a shadow of a doubt, typically when you enter into a relationship with someone, you're in the honeymoon phase. That's when you feel as if you have found your other half, your partner, you're happy. Everyone is on their best behavior. But in abusive relationships, after a period of time, there starts to be what is called the tension building phase or otherwise known as walking on eggshells. This is where there's almost a shift. You don't know what has happened, but your partner feels on edge, angry. They may be irritable and you don't know why. For a period of time, that can last until there is the explosion. This is when the incident happens, the abusive incident, often starting with name-calling or that emotional component. With each cycle of abuse that occurs, this incident often grows in nature. And after the incident happens, this is when the abusive person may go into what is also called the reconciliation phase. This is where they say they're so sorry. They're going to change. And before you know it, it goes right back to that honeymoon phase And then back into the tension building and so on and so forth. This is something to keep in mind because a lot of folks, when you're in that cycle of abuse, may not even be aware that it's going on. So just knowing when these different stages are coming up can help you to make your next decision on what to do in your relationship. The key tenant here is that if you are recognizing that any of these experiences are going on for you the perpetrator of abuse must not only acknowledge that their behavior is wrong and that they have done something wrong that you're not to blame. They must actively seek out help. So oftentimes when I speak to people who are going through abuse in their relationships, their partner may tell them, I promise I'm going to change. I'm going to do better, but there's no action that is being taken on that perpetrator's behalf to try to make positive changes. This could be going to a group. This could be going to anger management, going to individual counseling. And until they admit that they are doing something that is unhealthy and harmful to you and they go seek help, it is often that changes are not going to happen. If you are interested in receiving resources For this journey, if you recognize that these signs are going on in your current relationship, I, without a doubt, also encourage you to start individual counseling. My go-to resource is always www.psychologytoday.com. Just know if you are seeking therapy, your partner, because of HIPAA laws, does not ever have to know that you are in therapy. It's a confidential setting where you're able to process and receive help, develop a safety plan if need be with your therapist. Again, that's www.psychologytoday.com, which is a great resource. The next resource that to me is the premier, it has so many excellent resources and information. On surviving domestic violence is the hotline.org. The hotline.org has a live chat in addition to a call in phone number 1-800-799-SAFE or 7233 that is open 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. They even have their website set up so that if you click X in the corner, it takes you to a clean, fresh Google page to protect you from your own safety. We know that when domestic violence really escalates and that control is just very intense, that often that perpetrator of the abuse will go back and check browser history. So it's always recommended to clear your browser history after searching through resources. Last but not least, if you're local and in the Hampton Roads area, my favorite foundation that does so much for helping survivors is the growfoundationvirginia.org. That's growfoundationva.org. They provide resources to help connect victims and survivors with emergency shelter, advocacy, and offer survivor support groups. The last thing that I want to impart to you is that no matter where you are, no matter what has happened in your life, you are absolutely worthy of love. You are absolutely worthy of being in a healthy relationship where you feel safe and secure. I never want anyone to feel like they are beyond repair in terms of being in a healthy romantic relationship. As always, if you find that you are in this situation, do not hesitate to reach out to one of those resources. If you know someone who could really benefit from hearing this information, please don't hesitate to share either this visual segment with them or our podcast. As always, don't forget to rate and review our podcast just so that we can get this information out to more people who need this information. Also know that all of the resources are linked in our show notes for your convenience. Thank you so much as always for tuning in on Calm, Cool, and Connected.